I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Jeremy Six. <laughs> and this is Non-Human Biologics, the podcast that would swallow my pride, choke on the rinds, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. I'd swallow my doubt, turn That's it right. inside out, find nothing but faith in <laughs> nothing, want to put it in a tender heart in my blender, watch it spin around to a bit of ability and run the view that I'm through with you. That's the, what the podcast will do for you, Chris. How are, podcast... how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Can't believe we both went with simultaneous, unspoken, not planned Eve 6 jokes at the very beginning of this yeah. podcast. Hey. On life's hands you Eve six jokes. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get it. It's the weirdest thing that happened in twenty like whatever was Eve six becoming like a like a political figure online. I think that's very strange. I don't Yeah, you know life is life is strange I'd, I'd say the life is strange yeah life is definitely strange uh the strangest thing is that season one episode 11 is the source for eve six the band eve six yeah. his name i will say getting your getting your band name from the x-files that's pretty cool i'll go with i say that's cool. when though oh true because if you did it during the 90s but is it cooler to do it during the 90s? Because you can't just like stream this. You don't have a wiki exactly. to go to look up X-Files yeah. quotes. So during, you had to like know. Like I had to speak to you when you watched it or catch a rerun when or something. If you do it six. now, yeah, I'm on, I'm trolling the wiki looking for okay. what does King Arthur's grave say? How am I going to name my podcast? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. not as cool if I can just Google it. So uh, 1995 is when they formed. Okay. So you, you presume okay. that their, their band name was... Um, Somewhere around the time of like nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five, right? Like that's, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and this out this this particular episode aired in nineteen ninety three. So I feel like okay. this is this is a good time to name your band after an X Files episode. Yeah, that's tight. That's tight. Let's let's, let's call it what it is. It's, it's tight. pretty tight. It's pretty tight. Absolutely. Do you want to remind us what's been happening? Oh no no. I'm sorry. I go first. I want to thank you. <laughs> I want to thank. Not you. I want to. Oh my God, Jesus fucking Christ! You are welcome. You don't have to thank me, but you are welcome. I want to thank all of the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/Monster of the Week who have been donating money every month and getting episodes of this podcast early sometimes, and getting access to our <laughs> Discord server full of a great community of people that just want to feed the damn cat uh, and also play video games and talk about um, buying castles together. We're gonna do that one day, Chris. We're gonna buy a castle together one day. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thank you to all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for doing that. Thank you for the people leaving reviews on Apple podcast and Spotify. We see you. We notice you. We, we so much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Chris, catch us up on what's been happening with the X-Files. Okay. Last time on the X-Files, Mulder risked his career to sneak onto a UFO crash site in the woods, but is caught just as he gets close to the truth. But when a young UFO enthusiast and potential abductee named Max Fennig gets involved, Mulder risks a lot more than his career trying to find answers. In the end, Mulder is able to keep his job, but we learned that Deep Throat isn't exactly the ally we first thought him to be. Not exactly the friendliest throat around, is he? Ayo. He is not the friendliest throat in this show. Definitely not the friendliest throat. Um, that sounds so gross. Today we're talking about X-Files Season 1, Episode 11, <laughs> Eve. When two fathers on opposite sides of the country are inexplicably murdered at the exact same time in the exact same way, Mulder and Scully find their eight-year-old daughters are perfect twins and were created in order to continue the Litchfield Experiment, a mysterious eugenics project. This aired on December 10th, 93, directed by Fred Gerber, and writers were Chris Br- Brancato and Kenneth Biller. 
Um, I didn't go through the guest list on this, so I don't know if there's any any supernatural actors. That they, we, they were all babies. Yeah. I will note that the two creepy girls, the, the twins, um, did not do a single other project other than this, which is... They were too... They, yeah, because they got locked up at the end of this. Mind-boggling to me, because they were yeah. so creepy and terrifying that I was like... <laughs> they, I guess people were just like, nope, this is too much. Like, we don't... Kubrick called and I said, really, you got to keep these guys in the box. I really liked this premise. I was on the hook the entire time. Like, I... Until it was like revealed, I didn't suspect the creepy kids, which was that's that's good. That's fun for me to be wrong. You know what I mean? So you didn't see this coming. You didn't see that the not really. No, I thought there's some plot happening here. These girls aren't. They're not behind it until, of course, it's revealed. They're very much behind it. Um, once again, I, I'm just going to get this out of the way. So our 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 two main victims are killed in the same way. Um, exang- exsanguination, um, which is a word that I can barely pronounce. Exsanguination. That's got to be one of the most goth ways to go if you ask me to be drained to dry of your blood come on yeah uh and in the first part of the episode or in the cold open we see like that there's two little like like the fang marks let's call them what they what they wanted us to believe they yeah. we see two fang marks we think it's going to be a dracula it's not a dracula oh wait did they even explain the never ever explained what happened or how these see, girls I broke did this it episode up into two like i watched one and like at night and then i finished the episode the next day so kind of forgot about the full-on fucking puncture wounds so what's up with that never really explained any of it didn't explain where the blood went what the girls did with the blood because in the in the context of the show or in the episode it's you know hey the the girls are super smart. They may be a little stronger than normal. They seem to have this like telepathic connection with other Eves, which is pretty dope. Awesome. Very, very much into this whole process. Um, yeah. But they don't explain like, what did you do with the four liters of blood that you took out of your daddy? Nobody did they drink it? Is that what keeps them strong? Is that how they're able to go into the light? Because the one that's been locked up, Eve six, she doesn't like being in the light. And maybe it's because she can't drink blood anymore. Maybe so, man. Maybe. Uh. None of that is provided in the text. None of that. Once again, Chris um, writing fanfic to justify the show, right. which I, I I honestly very much appreciate. So, But uh, but yeah, we start this episode by, you know, little girl um, outside of her house. Neighbors come over, discover. Yeah. Father has been killed. The um, They investigate it. Cut over to FBI headquarters now. We'll, we'll go to the crime scene in a second. Um, and we learn that, yes, this person had 75% blood loss. Um, and the daughter says she was only away for 10 minutes. She doesn't remember anything that happened. Um, and now it's been raining. So any evidence has been washed away. Uh, the perfect vampiric crime. Um, it's, a Mulder starts talking about, it's a Dracula. It's a Dracula. This has got to be a Dracula. <laughs> if I was Mulder right now, dude, my heart would be pumping. I'd be like, this is the big one. This, this, this is, is the big, big one. one. This is the I know he's, he's always hunting UFOs and Bigfoots and stuff, but I just feel like big daddy is dracula big daddy in this is definitely dracula like if you could prove that dracula is real i think it's going to set your career for a if while you can prove ghosts you can prove bigfoot that's that's small stuff you know if you prove that dracula is around drinking blood that's and he that's what's up and he kind of hints at it because he starts with like oh i've seen cases like this before and it's like cattle mutilations um yeah. and he like breaks out a bunch of slides of cattle mutilations and i'm like i, I bet i bet she could just picture it in her head like i don't think you needed yeah. to bring the fucking no, no no i have the photos i have the photos yeah yeah this is like this is the reason i have like i have to click an image on twitter to see an image before it shows up because i just don't want to be exposed to fucking cattle mutilations yeah um and of course he says you know well first of all there's there's traces of a paralytic drug in in their blood um these girls love their poisons um but he of course relates this to ufo cases a, a Presumably, you know, the aliens are abducting people and draining them of their blood and then tossing them back. Um, 
why why would they travel to earth to suck a man dry scully wonders but um Mulder says hey it's the same reason that we dissect frogs but this none of this matters because it's not aliens and it's not Dracula it's not aliens and it's not Dracula it's just two little girls with a bucket of blood that they had disposed of very properly apparently yeah, yeah. um we go back to the girl uh who is now in a social services center because her mom was passed her mom was dead as well um so Mulder and Scully arrive to talk to her she hasn't really talked to anybody or had any nightmares this is Tina uh which is the first girl uh Scully starts and is very nice she's asking questions about like did your, did your dad argue with anybody were there strangers in the house and Tina's like nope it was just a Dracula and Scully's like I don't I don't think that you understand what that no 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 it's a Dracula she Tina says it's definitely a Dracula and Mulder is just losing his mind right now he just he cannot wait mind. to ask yeah, questions Scully's asking the normal questions about you know like you said oh did you see anything or blah 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 and Mulder's like so uh any Bigfoots any, big any foot? Bigfoots around any Bigfoots did you see a guy covered um, in fur uh, any huge bipedal snake creatures no nothing like that but this actually this actually does work because when Mulder starts bringing up the backyard and starts wondering like what she saw out there tina starts talking about the red lightning yeah. and she says she doesn't really remember anything but then she She's says she's just lying she says the men from the clouds they were after this my dad dude, and this i is so ugh. dude this is just fucking gaslighting Mulder and in in, 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 like in yeah. a way that it's like, gaslighting us i was like holy shit red lightning aliens like that's that's a new type i didn't I, even think about before. i wrote down red lightning to like use in some fiction later that i'm writing like yeah. i was like red that's, lightning that's fucking yeah, dope I'm, using that. <laughs> I'm stealing that immediately uh yeah tina is tina is this dude first of all she is cooking but second of all she's fibbing she's fibbing she's fibbing and we should just say like this this child actor is extremely creepy like she just has this like weird expressionless face for most of the episode that is just yeah. i just thought she was traumatized i wouldn't go so far as to call it creepy but no no, no. she's very know, creepy very in, very creepy in the end it proves that yes yeah, she actually was creepy scully gets a phone call on her uh extremely large portable phone which i really appreciate uh and then Mulder presses the issue of like why were they after your dad and she and tina says Says they wanted to exanguinate. Oh, you're gonna have to do it for me, Chris. Exsanguinate her dad. Exsanguinate. And she's like, how do you even know that word? They there just, are some 40 year old men who don't know that word. Yeah, there's some 43 year old men that can barely even pronounce it <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> um, and this Scully comes back over with some news. There was another death this time in California, uh, and the scene seems extremely familiar. So we we zip over there, uh, and Scully's like, "Oh, the time of death was like three hours later. This is weird." And she's like, "No, no, no, no! Time zone, Scully. You're forgetting time zones. It's dun, the exact dun, dun. same time." Um, Scully thinks this may could be two serial killers, and Mulder's like, "Ain't no way. I'm an expert on serial killers. They 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 hunt together or, or not at all. They don't do this kind of stuff." And Scully's like, "Well, if it's not two serial killers, it's certainly not fucking aliens, Mulder. I don't yeah. know what to tell you." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I didn't. I don't think I said anything about aliens, but." I did mention Draculas. <laughs> did think it could We're not be some Draculas. That off the table yet. <laughs> yeah, did did think it could be some Draculas. Uh, that night at the um, uh, orphanage or the halfway house or wherever she's staying, the foster home, uh, Tina watches somebody like come into her room and she tries to hide from whoever that person is by pushing her chair up to the door. Um, and she ends up hiding underneath her bed. And there's like a long, tense scene of we don't know what's going to happen to Tina here. At, at least if you're me, you still believe that this girl is an innocent victim. Yeah. yeah. At um, this point, I'm uh, at this point. I'm with you, by the way. I'm, I'm 100 percent. But in. then there is a there's a flash of light into scream and then she's gone. Um, and up until for like a second, I thought this never got explained. Either. Of course, it fucking does. They explained some of the stuff that happens yeah, in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, the nurse runs in and finds Tina's bunny, who, which he had been holding on to very strongly this entire episode. Uh, and earlier in the in the scene, I think they show the girl trying to open the window, maybe, and it's and it's, it's locked. locked. It won't yeah. open. Um, but when they 
come into the room and find that she's gone, the window is open. So somebody was able to get that open. So well, I'm the window was that's trashed. Like they, like they just that's somebody right. like that's bashed right. open the door and then the and then the back door to this child. To me, that could only be Red Lightning Dracula. I, I was I was actually about to say I was disappointed in this scene when I first watched it because I was like, "Where's the Red Lightning? Like I, if they're coming back for like, where's the, why is it all blue lightning? We didn't know that we were being fucking gaslit. <laughs> I didn't realize I was being gaslit. Like my name is fucking Fox Mulder. Um, <laughs> Tina's gone. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Mulder and Scully, who have heard about this, this this development in the case, are going to meet this second family of the man who died. Yeah, who they're also- still out. I think that was in Connecticut, and this is they're off in California. Correct. So they've got some. Yeah. So they knock on the door, and out comes Tina. But this is not named. This child is not named Tina. This is Cindy, who has lived here her entire life, and she gives off the most the creepiest of vibes in this scene that I yeah. can possibly imagine. She's definitely got more Red Lightning Dracula vibes going. Uh, they watch her kind of like watch cartoons, and like they notice that she like switches it over to a news station, um, which is very funny to me. Um, and then mom comes out, and mom is obviously upset. Her her husband is dead. Um, she's getting all kinds of weird questions from Mulder about her childbirth for Cindy of like was this the only <laughs> child that you produced from your vagina and she's like that is an inappropriate question my friend and also I can provide you videos if you would like to see it and I'm like whoa yeah. who whoa. is what huh? is happening here why <laughs> um, eventually though we find out that uh, the reason this child is so important other than just like normal child stuff uh, is because they tried for so long they tried for six years to have a child and finally they, they resorted to in vitro fertilization and Mulder's like like, oh, that's a conspiracy. I know, I know that's something about be, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she gives them the name of the clinic where they had that done, and that's that's where they're going to head off to next. But you know, the coincidence is they're just stacking up. All right, um, none of this is making any sense to them. Cindy claims to not have seen the red lightning um, because that was just a lie told by Tina, but we don't know that yet. Um, as they're starting to drive away, Mulder decides he's going to stop the car and he is actually going to circle back on foot and stake the place out and just keep an eye on things. Because if Tina was kidnapped, then certainly Cindy is could potentially uh, be a victim here as well. And he's still hoping that it's Red Lightning, Dracula or UFOs. He's not 100%. thinking that just like yeah. a, a kidnapper is coming in. Yeah. Um, so Scully goes off to the clinic alone, which I think is appropriate. If you're going to send somebody to that kind of a clinic, um, you just don't need Mulder asking his weird questions. Yeah, you know? Mulder. Um, although I will say it's nice that we're finally doing a podcast where it's like both of the main characters probably know what pregnancy is. Like we finally. That's we, true. We, this we, is the first one out of the three. That this is our third one. Our third major that, podcast is is, is we finally right. have two characters that know what pregnancy is. Probably know the ins and outs a little bit. Know know kind of what happens during the process. What on Merlin was it? Was it Arthur who didn't know? I think most of the characters on Merlin were pretty confused about pregnancy, to be honest with you. We didn't that's, we didn't go into a lot of detail, but like if you like if we that's could just true. go through I think the we main just sort of took it. <laughs> Arthur definitely, Merlin definitely, Gaius probably, Morgana yeah, uh, yeah. I can see that. Gwen definitely confused. She had a lot on her mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uther uh, never saw a vagina in his life. I don't care what you say. No, you he guys... had to use magic to have a child. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't care what you guys say about that troll. He had his eyes closed. Uh, that's right. Yeah, so I think that all of the major people probably uh, didn't have yeah. no idea what pregnancy works. That's important important for you listener as you listen to this yes. commentary on the X-Files. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into our X-Files podcast where we talk about the Merlin characters that do or do not know what pregnancy is. Anyway, yeah. uh she interviews this doctor um who insists that there's no way they could have possibly made a mistake uh and doesn't really want to give out any like personal info until Scully's like, "Hey, this these, these people are dead. Like I I didn't they were murdered. Like I got to got to figure this out." Um and we find we discover the name Dr. Kendrick uh, who he describes as nothing but a problem. Uh she started yeah. out extremely smart, qualified, they were happy to get her and then they caught her tampering with genetic material, experimenting with eugenics. 
Uh, yeah. He reported her to the AMA, fired her, requested an investigation from the health department, uh, and was denied. And then Kendrick just kind of disappeared. And it makes me think, like, if somebody asks you, like, is there any way that somebody could be tampering with your material? And you say, absolutely not. We have the highest standards. You should probably, like, put a little asterisk at the end. Of the except yeah, for that time in 1992 where we had... that time <laughs> where this woman made red lightning Dracula clothes yeah, yeah, that yeah. are now running around. But now the question is, is this doctor... Is she running around trying to erase the results of her experiments? Is that, is that what this is? Yes. Um, Scully goes back to uh, Mulder's apartment, uh, not apartment, her, his hotel room. Um, and they've got video of Dr. Kendrick doing like a little promotional video for her in vitro clinic about talking about like, you know, we understand how hard this is. We, we have processes that can help. Um, and she's kind of, she's laying all this out for Mulder and she's kind of thinking like maybe, Maybe this is Kendrick, like covering up for something. Maybe Kendrick is the one kidnapping these girls, or kidnapping they kidnapped the first girl and murdered the. Mm. the maybe she's covering up her crimes, basically. Yeah. Um, and as they're as they're sitting there discussing this, uh, Mulder gets a call <laughs> on his motel room phone that Scully quickly answers, and then there's just like a click and then a hang up. Um, and when she tells Mulder about this, he kind of just like hurriedly rushes her out of the room. <laughs> she even asked, and like, she, "Do you have a boyfriend?" <laughs> She's like, yeah, no. She says you have a girl coming over. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's just a movie on TV. I want to be, uh, I want to watch. Uh, and then he immediately bolts off to go meet up with Deep Throat. Extremely funny. And I noticed he's eating the sunflower seeds again in this scene, and he did yep. it again in a. And is it? Does he only do it when he's around Deep Throat? No, I think this is kind of a, a thing. Like whenever because he, he definitely is doing it big time in like the first episode, and it seems very much like a thing. But now I only seem to notice it when he's talking to Deep Throat. I'll keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out, but I think it's just like whenever he's maybe a little bit nervous. Just whenever he has he, his jacket on, he goes he goes to the seed anytime he gets nervous. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? As we all do sometimes. We all go to the seed. Sometimes we all go to the seed. Um, so he meets Deep Throat out on the docks. Um, Deep Throat wonders if Scully followed him. Nah, probably not. Deep Throat says that he was just in the neighborhood uh, and wants to give some info on the Litchfield experiments, uh, which was a response to them learning that in the 50s, Russia was doing all of these eugenics experiments. He said he says that they were trying to crossbreed their scientists and athletics. And I don't think he knows the definition of crossbreed because that's no. not if Those it's just the same. I mean, it's not two humans, not, not to use the. Right. Yeah. Same breed, not to reduce humans to breed. Yeah. But but it's just like it's not like it's like we want a we want a scientist that is also a a, a German shepherd. Like it's not one of those yeah, situations. If you said we, we they were mixing their athletes and their horses, I'd said whoa. Whoa. We have those and they're called centaurs. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, <laughs> uh, this this program needs more funding. We need to, we need more of centaurs, please. I would love. If you to- go to war and on the front lines of the other army, you see a, a horde of centaurs. You're in trouble, dude. What am I? Uh, childhood fantasy series that I would read all the time with the Zaint series by Piers Anthony. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. I'm not. Um, it's 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 very it's very young adult. Like everybody has a magical talent and they all get in trouble with Love one that. another. Um, but it spans over like fucking decades. So like characters of your favorite book may grow up to be parents or kings or whatever. Uh, and there's a there's a race of centaurs. I think it's I'm pretty sure it's in Zanth that but just they just fucking hate everybody. They're just the most miserable creatures on earth. Like they just don't like, it's not even, I don't even think it's an honor thing. I think they just hate everybody. So anytime someone's like, Oh, we need centaurs help. Everyone's like, Oh fuck. Not those guys. (laughs) That's what, that's what these scientists should be working on. That's what they should be working on. It's nice. They're trying to crossbreeds, crossbreed jocks and nerds. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, And the U S response to this is like, Oh yeah, we got to do it too. Uh, So they started the the Litchfield experiments uh, and they named all of the boys, Adam and all of the girls Eve because they have no imagination whatsoever. Yeah. That's confusing. We need to throw a Lilith in there. Make it spicy. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. 
but now that we now we know Deep Throat, whenever he's getting involved, it's because he is using Mulder for something, you know. So he's giving him this information, I presumably it's because they're trying to clean up these loose ends. So Mulder's already on the case; might as well direct him in, in the right direction, right? Yes. That's mm-hmm. you know he's sus now. Everything he says suspicious. He's he's extremely sus. I agree. Um, also, like just a download of information that. Just why it makes me so curious why Deep Turd is even doing this. Like, why why does he why is he giving Boulder this information? Like, right? Yeah, I think he just wanted a friend. He just wants sure. to be able to chat at the docks at night. I mean, I get it. Like, I yeah. would like that relationship with somebody. Like, if I told Autumn, like, hey, I got to go to the docks <laughs> to meet to meet Deep Throat, she'd be like, right, you're an adult, Jeremy. You need to go. You need to yeah, stay your ass at home. Man. It's raining outside and dark. Go out to play with your friends. <laughs> uh, play the Xbox. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he tells he tells Mulder to go visit a specific person, um, and I'm. We we just skip to the part like there's some narration where Deep Throat is talking over scenes of Mulder and Scully like driving to this high security maximum security prison, and I'm so curious what the fuck Mulder told Scully to make her like just come to this place. <laughs> like, what did he yeah. say? What was that conversation of like I've got a lead? I can't tell you anything about it. Let's drive forty miles out of town to this maximum security prison. It's got to be like a oh yeah I found an X file that related to this thing. I don't know. I just don't know. Does. Because I would say he would say, "Oh yeah, my my source told me." But the way that he kind of like shooed her off when he got the call makes it seem like Scully is completely in the dark about Deep Throat. But I I already can't remember if that's true or not. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's it makes it confusing. seem as though that is the case in this episode. Um, either way, they have to check their guns at the prison. They get panic buttons uh, because this place is serious. Um, yeah, they. Uh, escort like at that them. point, just let them keep their guns. Right, that's what I said. Like, I would much rather a gun. Thank you. I'm not even a gun guy, but like, if you're going to give me a panic button, I'm just going to wait on you guys to get down there with guns. Like, that wait, I already came with a weapon. Let me just keep it. Yeah. And I get we don't want the we don't want the the dangerous person to get their hands on the weapon. And they're, not, and they're not like fucking Bob the Builder. They're FBI agents. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, right. It's not some dad come to look at his weird Eve daughter. It's the fucking FBI. Right. Um, they lead him down this extremely long like staircase, which everything in this place looks miserable. We're hearing groans and screams in the background. They hand Scully a flashlight, says that uh, Eve is going to scream if they turn the lights on. Um, and they enter a padded, padded excuse me, a padded room, uh, which is almost like the way this is filmed almost looks like entirely grayscale. I'm, I'll kind of wonder if they like decorated this on purpose, like got gray bedding and everything for this. Cause it looks, I bet. it looks almost black and white in the room. Like it's, it looks like the color yeah. has been drained out of it in a real neat way. And it looks like the color is drained out of her too. I mean, she hasn't seen the sun in a while because she hasn't been able to exsanguinate anybody. Exactly. Yeah. She hasn't been able to hide four liters of blood. Um, <laughs> she is, this is, do you think, what, do you think they got to piss that blood back out? Okay, yeah, of course. Like what do you, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, if I have like too many vitamins, I'm running to the bathroom constantly peeing. You know what I mean? I don't like, remember. Is it the is it the Vampire Diaries or is it is it the Lestat series? Is it Anne Rice's Vampire series where all of the vampires just have heart ons constantly? So they yeah, I think that's, I think it's Anne Rice. Yeah, uh, so it's probably it's probably not the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, um, <laughs> but I just like imagine trying to like have a have like a like a, a blood piss heart on. Like that's awful. Damn, can you? Dude. That's already a nightmare, let alone <laughs> it's blood. <laughs> yeah, imagine Lestat like trying to work that out at the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, no way, dude. No way. Take away some of that high and mightiness from him. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's right. Really put him in his place. What are we talking? about? I don't know. She, uh, <laughs> so they start interviewing Eve here. She, yeah, I gotta say, Mulder's a little dismissive of the mentally ill here. He he is a little bit. Yeah, he's he's kind of just like brushes a lot of this. He's aside. over it, dude. Um, <laughs> But she says she she starts describing like uh, 
and and this is like one of those like jangled uh disruptive kind of like paragraphs where she's just saying things that are that mean stuff yeah. to us oh that, looks like you found what you're looking for but yeah um yeah she's basically starts explaining like there's a bunch of us there's not just me and um uh we have exceptionally high iqs and we're strong and i bit a guard in the eyeball um some of the eves eve seven and eve eight have escaped and they don't know where they are um and she's been tied up in here for years. They do tests on her. She mentions the Litchfield project because uh, they're trying to figure out what went wrong with her. And as we're going to learn a little bit later, I think it's around like age 20, all of the candidates for or, or all these these experiments, essentially, they start becoming homicidal at yeah. a certain point. So mm-hmm. that's that's what the issue is. They're trying to figure out why did the cloning go wrong? Um, maybe because you're trying to make uh, fuse jocks and nerds, which is impossible when you should be trying to fuse humans and horses. <laughs> Absolutely should be making centaurs and you're making psychos what are you doing um clean it up fbi or whatever litchfield project she says the proof is on the wall uh and they look over to see a picture of a bunch of these little girls like all of the tinas um and i just want to say this is one of the most i've seen a lot of like photoshopped photos and tv shows like this and this is one of the most impressive especially for 1993 that they were able to i believed like, it i thought oh yeah there's just there's just like eight of those girls it yeah. makes me think someone did like the actual work on film to like do the exposure and like make it happen i wonder you know what i'm saying yeah. like because it looked it didn't look like horribly modified it didn't look like really i mean if you're artifacted. working on a tv show and you've this is maybe like your one job for the for that week you're gonna kill it you're gonna, you're gonna yeah. yeah you're gonna kill it i want i want i want david Duchovny to be proud of me says the photo guy yeah. All right. um you, you want you want julian anderson to look at that photo and be like whoever did this did a good job You'd nice like, yeah. nice job prop guy and that dude tells that yeah. story every day of his life for the rest of he's, his he's still telling it um we go to Cindy. We see Cindy praying before bed, um, wishing God to take care of all of her family. Um, That's a red flag right there. Something about this is odd. Meanwhile, Mulder and Scully are uh, outside, basically staking out the place. Uh, Mulder thinks that um, the way that these crimes happen is that Kendrick has a clone of herself at the same age. So they did it at the same time. Um Meanwhile, Cindy starts hearing in a scene very much like the earlier when Tina was kidnapped. We see Cindy like wake up and then go to the window and then um, uh, she's kidnapped. She's she's taken. To, yeah. yeah, someone comes. We see up from somebody behind. like a, like a shadowy figure behind her grab her. Um, but yeah, Scully here is saying like basically I I think it's it's did the girls kill their fathers and Mulder is again he's saying no it's these other Eves trying to get Tina and Cindy back in the family and then one of them gets nabbed right before their eyes so they they split up. Scully goes in through the front door. Uh, Mulder goes around back, but um, in the end they aren't able to stop who we see is Sally, aka this other Eve. Um, she has nabbed Tina or Cindy. Cindy, it's, it's that one. Uh, one of the clones has nabbed Cindy. Mulder tries to stop her at gunpoint, but she holds um, Cindy hostage, and Mulder is forced to let them escape. It's weird when the show gets actiony all of a sudden, because yeah. like for most of the show, and I think for most of the episodes, like it's even the big action scenes seem to seem a little like slower than we're used to. I think yeah, for mo- yeah. especially modern television, me and autumn are watching a documentary about the 2022 uh, world cup right now. And oh, whoever wow. is fucking they, that, like whoever's do- editing this, like sometimes it's just like a 0.3 second cut of a scene. Like, and there's like six of those in a row. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I can't process that much information <laughs> at one time. You're crazy. Um, anyway, uh, Cindy and the uh, kidnapper get away. Um, 
we cut to the next day where like they're informing the police of what happened. Mulder is assuring the mom that Cindy is alive. And then we go over to a different place in California where Kendrick pulls up at a motel with this girl and a man who I was certain would have some sort of import in this story. Uh, just watches yeah. them uh, while he's gardening. I guess he's he, the he guy that call calls. In, yeah, yeah, he's the guy who calls, but they like spend so much time lingering on him. I mean, like, a, <laughs> and I get because they're trying to say somebody saw them. This is where the information is going to come from. But they didn't really need that. As a guy that makes Mulder got the call. <laughs> as a guy that makes music videos from these TV shows, I can tell you that that guy got more like non-talking screen time than Dean got in season fifteen of Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like they they just linger on this dude for a long time um <laughs> they get the phone call Mulder and scully uh they get the leads uh one the car was abandoned at the airport but the other one's at the motel they decide to go to the motel because of some science stuff who cares um and then it's time to go talk to kendrick who tells the girls that she's been tracking down all of the eaves uh because they turned homicidal and was surprised to find and disappointed to find that they were like already homicidal at their age um and this is where like the whole episode advanced or accelerated development yeah there's there's a big twist here both girls are here they finally met and yet they already know each other and well turns out yeah they conspired to murder their fathers um because they weren't born they were created they didn't love these men um and again as as is explained to them like this is something that happens they all become homicidal but they have for some reason i don't know if they're supposed to be also smarter and stronger or just more murdery, but they're definitely more murdery. Yeah, they're stronger, smarter, because um, they they know how to extract this like plant. They know how to so, fucking exsanguinate a grown man. Yeah, and then hide four liters of blood somewhere so that nobody, even including the FBI, can find it. Um, Kendrick is like, uh, basically, when the when the kids say like we weren't born, we were created. Kendrick insists like, no, 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 you guys are actual humans. You can't go down that path. Like I was raised by a man, a geneticist who like taught me to be human. And if you work hard, you can become like me. And that's when she starts like shaking and freaking out. And sure enough, they poisoned her soda. Um, and yeah. they say like in the creepy little girl voice, you made us, we're your mistake. Uh, and Kendrick like picks up a knife and is like, I'm going to fix my mistake by killing these two child, <laughs> these two children. Whoa. Escalation. <laughs> um, and right around then that's from Mulder and Scully and the police get to the motel. Um, they hear a crash just as they're pulling up to the door. They rush in with their guns drawn just to find um, Eve or Sally. And uh, the other girls are all, uh, she's dead, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sally's dead. And then the other girl, the girls are huddled in the, the bathtub and they're playing innocent. Like they didn't just poison this chick. Yeah. they're it's, And it's an innocent routine that works. Like Scully is like hugging them. And I'm like, did they, did they tell Scully about the twist? Does she not know? <laughs> does, does Gillian Anderson know about the twist at the end of the episode? <laughs> of course they do. Of course they do. But they um, say that, oh, the other missing Eve is the one who came in and killed her. Yeah. Creepy. Um, so they... They investigate the scene for clues. There's no real sign of any other suspects. They volunteer to take care of the girls. I love this moment because there's a, obviously a local cop who's like, you know, I'm going to have to take this child into custody. And they're like, no, no, no. Why don't, wouldn't it be safer if we just volunteered to take care of him and we can drive him down? And the cop is like, whatever. And <laughs> just walks away. Yeah. He literally says whatever. He, does. he doesn't care at all. <laughs> it's so funny. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> they gather up the girls. They put them in the car. They're driving back to presumably this other area of California. 
Uh, we see the girls like holding hands. Um, they ask to go to the restroom and they pull over what looks like to me exactly the bar that is like the base of operations in the Nancy Drew CW show. I don't know if you got that vibe or not, but it looks <laughs> exactly. I was thinking this looks like the roadhouse from fucking uh, Twin Peaks. Sure. Yeah. It's just some, tr- some truck stop diner. I love it, dude. I, I love these places. I bet they have a fucking patty melt like you would read about in patty melt magazine. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You, you subbed to patty melt magazine. So, sometimes you get in a zone, man. What, you know, you know how yeah. it is. I'm like right now I'm in yeah. tea. I subscribe to right. uh, a fucking oh tea weekly. <laughs> I just subscribe to like some sort of fucking medium thing. I don't know what it was. Some tea thing today. Um, leaf hopper to get all the latest tips and tricks on on tea. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I don't know what what is this website. I don't even. I don't know what this is. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a weekly newsletter about tea. Um, and this this the, the week it says this oolong tastes like gender is the headline for today. Oh, so oh, all right. It's a cinnamon sweet cliff tea plus the phenomenon of tea bros. And I haven't read this yet, but I'm assuming that I'm the tea bro in the op, and yeah, I'm very disappointed by this. That's you. Um, he's talking <laughs> some tea called Rogai Tinshanyan, which is uh, sixty six dollars for a hundred grams. Wow, which seems like a lot of money for tea. I'm just getting my tea at the supermarket. Um, Anyway, they go to this diner. <laughs> this tea tastes like ginger, Chris. I just yeah, want to. I just want to say. Like I just want to say that out loud again. They need to go to the bathroom. They need to get the key to the bathroom. They order some sodas. This, the whole key bathroom situation is this just takes- so we could divide everybody up. Um, Scully takes the girls into the bathroom, and while Mulder's in the men's room, uh, uh, one of the girls sneaks back out, grabs the sodas and uh starts to poison them yes and the big thing here is that they did they did mention before that the poison has a very sweet uh taste so you can't taste it if it's in soda uh Mulder and scully ordered diet sodas <laughs> so um so they'll they'll definitely taste the sweet syrupy taste and they both indeed indeed do do mention how sweet it is um i think that it's not really like revealed how long Mulder and scully were aware of what was going on um, but it does seem that they had picked up on things. I think in retrospect, it seems like th- this was maybe a test. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they knew anything at this point because they're just like being so fucking stupid. Like That's true. They are being very nice. Um, Mulder and, lets her pay, dude. I was like, that's very cute. Yeah. like I, I love Mulder and his protective zone. We, we found that out in, I think, the last episode. Um, yeah. There's th- This just like spends a lot of time and I feel like we're just filling air for to get to our 42 minutes right now because yeah, it's just, we're, yeah, we're spending yeah. a lot of time like lingering camera shots on Diet Cokes and I'm just like, okay, well, I, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Mulder realizes he, as they were walking outside, he forgot his keys. He goes back in. He sees the syrupy trace of the poison that the chick just like. You may be super smart, but obviously you're not super neat because you just let that shit on the fucking table. Um, Unfortunately, you're still a dumb eight year old. Yeah. uh, He rushes over. You may be able to hide four liters of blood, but you can't. You can't not be messy. Uh, He rushes outside, realizes like, oh, I got to try to play it cool with Scully, but gives away the game immediately. The girls run away into like this trucker parking lot. Um, eventually Mulder like grabs the both of them. And of course, like a, a, an actual trucker comes out with a gun. And then his like lady trucker friend comes out with a gun and he's like, you let go of them girls. And he's like, I'm the cops. Yeah. He's like, you're no cop. <laughs> it's just a weird, it's a very weird situation that's happening in this yeah. parking lot. They're trying to do a citizen's arrest over here. And as Mulder's like, okay, well I'm not trying to get fucking shot. And Scully has showed up. Uh, and they're like, okay, girls get in our truck with her. And then the girls just run off. 
Uh, and the woman is like, I'm calling the police. And Scully's like, we are the police. You can tell she's so she's fucking so annoyed. She's so mad. She's so angry people. at these people. Um, they rush back she in. She flashes her FBI badge as she chases off after them. She's like, see? Fuck you. Told you. Absolutely told you. Uh they rush back in uh, to try to find the kids. They're like maybe they left on a school bus, so they chased the school bus that was leaving or something. Uh, but no, they, they the two girls decided to hide on a parked boat. Uh, and as they get out, we discover that Mulder is the trickiest of them all, and he grabs them. Uh, and they say we're just little girls, and he says that's the last thing you are, which is yeah. a weird thing to say to little girls, but also not little girl murderers. So I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he throws them in the dumpster, and they drive off. That's and it. Then, end of the episode. End of the episode. Uh, we don't know. We don't ever know what happens to the Eves after that. No. Instead, we jump back over to the mom, Cindy's mom, uh, where and Mulder is encouraging her to. Dude, she disowns her daughter in Dude, one second. Flat. She must have hated this child with a creepy face. She hated this chick, and I know that she killed her dad. So she's like, "You took my husband from me." Um, but I feel like she just never loved her. No, so you get you can't give up on your child that fast, dude. She gets a picture of the dad and the daughter, tears it so that the daughter is out of it, and then burns the picture in the fireplace. And like it's been twenty minutes since they told her that their their daughter yeah. is probably a killer. She's not still in the denial phase. She just went, yeah, fuck that kid. Also, just I've been looking for a reason <laughs> from a legal perspective. Like, there's no evidence that anything has happened. Like the fact that they're no. even telling the mom this is wild to me. Right? Like, there's no no. There's no documentation. They of still haven't found the the buckets of blood. Lord, maybe they do. Maybe they they just found. Oh, hey, did anyone check under her bed? There's two gallons of blood under here. Oh, we thought it was Kool Aid. We thought it was thick uh, syrupy Kool Aid. Um, and the last couple of scenes of the episode are uh, Eve now nine and ten, um, being escorted to this max security prison right next to Eve six, uh, which you know swallow the pride. Right, 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 right. Uh, and as we see them locked in their cage, and I think it's Eve uh, six who's like, well, "I've been waiting for you." Uh, we see another woman in a white coat walk in, um, and this is Doctor Kendrick, aka Eve eight. Uh, and Uh-oh. the little girls say, "Hello, we've been waiting for you." And uh, how did how did they know that they that Eve eight was coming? We don't know. Where did, where is this Kendrick connected? From? And in classic X Files fashion, it's just like that's that's it. it. That's all you get. I th- honestly, I love that. That's how they end every episode. It's just like a hmm, me too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I think it. You know, again, um, we talked a little bit about the Dark Tower um, in the outtakes, and the more you learn about the Dark Tower, like the less cool it gets, right? Like I think right. the more we would Sometimes know about less, these. Less is often more. Less is often more, especially when it comes to the X Files episodes. And also, what what were they possibly going to do with two children? Like you can't fucking like murder them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. no. Um. I'm with you. I, I like this episode a lot. I think it was fun. I thought the twist was really good. I, 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 I think this episode leans on like some some kind of classic like 60s and 70s uh, stories. Like the thing that got called to mind the most for me was Firestarter, um, which is a story about right. a little girl with with powers that you know has science done to her because of powers and all this other stuff. Um, and uh, and which is totally fine. Like retelling these stories in a modern era is very very good. So I, I dug it. I like this episode a whole lot. Yeah. I was digging this one. Um, again, you know, they play a little fast and loose with some of this stuff, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, we, I don't we, care where the blood went. Like, I'm not over here asking I don't care where, where the, the blood, blood went. went. I mean, I'm a little curious, but I don't need to know. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the show, right? Like, if if they had never told me that... Although I will say that the, the idea that they specifically said the words Red Lightning Dracula, and then they never introduced Red Lightning Dracula... It's kind of disappointing. That's a bit of a problem for a me. A little bit of a bummer. That's a bit of a problem. A little, a little bit of a bummer. That just I take it back. Lightning. I hate this episode. <laughs> Red Lightning Dracula shows up in season nine, is what I'm hearing. That's the name of my novel. That's the name of my pump. Nobody, nobody else take it. <laughs> Red Lightning Dracula. All we do is play covers of Ramon songs. Hell yeah. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. 
it's not good. We have two bass players and they're guitarists. It's not good. Yep. Uh, yep. That's always a problem. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us uh, ramble throughout this episode. We so much appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week who are uh, giving up some hard-earned bucks every month to support us. Thank you to the people reviewing iTunes, reviewing us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of that. Uh, thank you for the people just recommending the show. We've had a lot of people communicate with us on Twitter and being like, hey, what's up? X-Files, it's good. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, dude, let's do it. Um, so excited about all of the new people that get to listen to us. Uh, Chris, any last thoughts or goodbyes before I, I cut us off here? Just, uh, I mean, I'll see you next week, everybody. You know, yeah. you know the deal. Or I'll see you in like a couple minutes if you're listening to the backlog and you're just, you know, going right through them. Uh, I'll, catch, I'll catch you in a minute. Catch you in a couple minutes. Uh, see you next week, everybody. And remember, goodbye. Stay spooky. Yeah, we did first absolutely perfect. Chris doesn't respond. I, could, I, was, I was wheeling myself back towards the bike. <laughs> In my head, that just broadcast across your house. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you hooked up to the uh, the intercom where the um, where the doorbell comes in. Yeah, yeah. The ghost of Grandma Mosier is like, what, dude? Every time, every time, <laughs> somebody sh- should be that. speaking that way. No, the um, I mean, it, again, it's a very, very old house, and we have these really old speakers that i guess still somehow work um that uh the doorbell sound comes through and when i first moved in they it would just hiss all the time but i had no fucking clue what it was it scared the shit Uh, out of me and it did it again a couple months ago and i was like grandma grandma is that you (laughs) hello grandma (laughs) hasn't happened in 10 years and now now it's happening and now i'm worried that my grandma is ghosting me in the, in the not the slang sense he's just literally ghosting me she's just a ghost yeah, ghosting <laughs> what if what if ghosting if that if we had not developed the local vernacular of ghosting and like ghosting literally meant like oh he ghosted me meaning like he died and became a ghost and haunted me and i had to kill his <laughs> he corpse died, he became a ghost and he's haunting me now i met this guy on tinder and he's haunting <laughs> and he me straight now. up ghosted me and he's like oh my god are you serious how did he die <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to solve his murder. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. (laughs) I got with Nancy Drew and she sucks so bad. I just, I just stopped. I decided to investigate it myself. Oh, I've been playing a little bit of, um, the ghost of Thornton Hall that Nancy Drew gave. Jess wanted me to Uh play it. Let uh me tell you, these games are pretty spooky. I'll be real. I'm poking around this mansion in Louisiana and it's a little spooky. What's what's the, what is it like a first person? Like, is it like a mist game? Kind of point and click. Yeah. It's very much like mist. You just, you you click through each room. They have beautiful pre-rendered backgrounds, but you're not doing too much, but then you'll go up and you'll talk to people in this conversation trees. Sure. 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 Um, sure. Nancy's voiced by like a 50 year old woman, even though she's supposed to be like a 16 year old girl. It's fantastic. Is the Nancy Drew in this, 
this video game as bad as the Nancy Drew that is in the TV show Nancy Drew, who the one that hates um, her, hates both of her fathers and is not very nice to her friends and just doesn't. Give no, it, she's it, got um. Well, she does have some some uh complicated issues with her boyfriend Ned because she's always like globe again. She's like high school age, maybe college age tops, uh, and she's globe trotting solving mysteries. All over the world, Africa, Germany, you name it. She's been there. She's a, Ned just wants a home. GF. And Ned is like, well, I'm at this pool party with all our friends, and everyone's coupled up, and I'm I'm alone. This sucks. And she's like, sorry, Ned, I have to solve a murder. Okay, I have bigger problems. Uh, but otherwise, she has no she has no angst. She's um just she's just very smart, and they're like e- educational games, but um they are extraordinarily difficult. Like if you're not reading all the the books and stuff that you pick up, you ain't solving these. Oh, it's like puzzles. a it's almost like a Phoenix Wright game where you're like, oh shit, I have to pay attention to this cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> I need to oh, yeah. I need to figure oh, out yeah. what these people are saying to me. And I get that they're like they were marketed towards young girls, like as educational games. But like me and Jess will play them as uh, as adults, grown adults, not obviously young yes. adults, as grown <laughs> adults, uh, and we struggle a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. Is there like an in-game hint system so that the, you can? I think you can like call people on Nancy's cell phone and stuff, and like ask for for clues and stuff. And the game does spell stuff out for you. I would have uh, I would have Nancy call her therapist and ask her why she hates her two dads so much. That's, yeah. that's what I. But would she ask can't. Her. She can only call. She can only call Bess and George or friends. Oh well. <laughs> and there's and there's usually another like strange adult whose number she has who she's calling up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's whoever like the the college professor slash forensic psychologist, whatever whatever the guy is yeah. for the for this for this episode, right? Yeah. Um, but she's very squeaky clean in this one. She's not. Um, it's not sleeping around like in the CW show. Um, none of that. She's. Uh, she's. She, I mean, she's loyal to the case. She's loyal to the truth, and I think that that's something we could all learn from. We watched the. Um, so I told you that we were probably going to stop watching season four. Yeah, then, you were not enjoying season four of Nancy Drew, and then we were like kind of stuck because like here's some food on the way. Uh, we don't want to start anything like for real, for real. Yeah. Um, but it, the food's going to be like. 40 minutes so like we don't want to watch like two episodes of community back to back like that seems like it's lame so okay let's let's pick up let's pick up nancy drew and it was the episode where they get the haunted board game and it's like kind of an 80s type thing Mm -hmm. uh i don't know if you remember this one specifically but it may be the worst television worst episode of television i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) like just could be i mean i mean just like autumn just kept going like what is this why are they doing this what is he doing it's really funny how when you started hating the show and that it was like this this no longer has the benefit of the doubt whatsoever <laughs> i am not giving this an inch of my dude interest. it's it's so it's so bad and there's a running thing in this episode um and i've talked about this before that they changed the character of ned into uh that they didn't change it they, they just they cast a black man for the for the role which is totally fine but the character's name is ned nickerson which is just, just so extraordinarily close to something terrible that a white person yeah. would say that a racist white person would say and then in this episode they like like chant his last name over and over and over again and it just gives me yeah. like the y'all about to do a racism kind of vibe and i'm I just got, i got i get i'll be honest i got uncomfortable during that <laughs> <laughs> right like it's not just me right like it's it's, it's a little weird it just and didn't it, sound right and it's just his name like I'm, I'm not saying that they should change the character's name i'm not saying that the character should be black i'm not trying to really I'm not i don't have any opinion about this one i, I just think that somebody along the way should have been like 
possibly even that actor could have been like, oh, this this doesn't this don't sound good. You just have to. They could have said Ned, 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 um, Ned, Ned. Yeah. You just have to take great care with the pronunciation. You have to. Of that you have name. to That's... really land on that cuh sound. You have In to a like world fucking of mumblers. You really got to stick the landing on those consonants. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta you gotta jump on that CK like it is. I don't know, like a fucking bouncy house, and you're in third grade right. or something, man. Right. You right. got you got to do it. Because otherwise, otherwise, it'll it'll sound like a slur, and that's a bad you know, place to be. And we're all walking that line, you know. We're all walking that line. How you doing? <laughs> Always Chris about to say something wrong. <laughs> Everybody's about to say something racist nowadays. This is the way it works. How are you doing, sir? Anyway, are you doing? Are you doing well? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm a, I'm all right. I've been uh, I've been playing some video games. Hell yeah! Um, I've been I've been doing some suffering, so you know life goes on. Oh, true. So as uh, business as usual, business as usual, suffering in video games, like this kind of yeah. kind of musties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just read like all seven Dark Tower books I in did. Like, a weekend. I did. I that's so I, crazy. I was. Um, we had a we had a, like a little ice storm down here. Yeah. Um, and that like messed my uh, chemo infusion up, so it meant that like instead of my normal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, feel better on thursday friday and then have a weekend i just felt fucking miserable all weekend so saturday i spent probably 20 of the 24 hours either sleeping or just laying vertically somewhere on the in the house um and when i was not sleeping and i was just laying vertically horizontally horizontal i was laying horizontally you know nobody lays horizontal vertically. yeah you're yeah, horizontal. Yeah. i'm not a, I'm, I'm not dracula i'm not laying vertically no. around the house <laughs> no, 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 no. um i was so i was laying down and if i was if i was laying down i was reading and so i i, I sped through most of the books i'm like halfway through the the last book now and i'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm i've slowed down a little bit because i feel better so i'm just not reading as much i'm not right. I, i'm not laying in agony <laughs> just trying to distract yeah. myself um but yeah man those those books they mean a lot to me they really do they they mean yeah. a whole bunch they to get me. a little messy but i well i mean that's king in general is always gets a little messy but i think he does such a good job of making you fall in love with a dude whose name is like mike jeff it's just some random nobody and suddenly you're like i love this man with my whole heart what happened this plot doesn't make any sense but i love these I love, people so much it's it's a it's it's truly a just an incredible like character study i think mm. um and it's it's almost like how it's wild something that i i hadn't really thought of in the 30 something years i've been reading this series right um and he says it right at the beginning of the of the of the new versions of the books that came out is that this was supposed to be like his hobbit his lord of the rings yeah he wanted this to be like when he conceived of this idea he was like i want to have this grand epic fantasy thing um and it is wild that he just kind of misses the mark but also hits the mark at the same time like it's just it is crazy how much as the books go on i love it's it's almost like there's a difference because there's like at the beginning you're, I'm just so in love with the world and the story building and this atmosphere and the mm-hmm. characters are like there and I like them and they're okay and then it flip flops and as you get to book seven it's like I don't care I don't like anything you're doing with this world building <laughs> and this <laughs> and this atmosphere I, but I love these characters so much I have to see right. them all to the bitter right. end and I it's just it's it's wild man it's just it's so interesting to me like at the I'm I, I'm almost tempted to do a podcast about it, except uh, my buddy Cole did a podcast and I guessed it on so I many thought of about those episodes. That. I thought about that, like oh, like oh, sh- I should just like burn through these books too, and then we can record about it. But um, but be, they have 
that be, exists. Uh, see, the, the, my problem with it, though, is I would either want to do it the way Cole did it, which was like, hey, let's read three chapters, get some get some people on the podcast and talk mm-hmm. about it. Or I'd want to do it like way, way like bird's eye view and be like, okay, we're going to talk about a book for as long as we want to talk about yeah, a book. Yeah. Um, and I think if I did like three chapters at a time, I would just drive myself fucking insane doing it. And I'm pretty, Absolutely. pretty sure that's what happened to Cole because I don't think Cole actually finished that podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, listener, if you listen to the outtakes and you want us to do a Dark Tower podcast, join our Patreon and tell us. <laughs> yeah, join our Patreon and tell us uh, along with all the other people that have joined our Patreon and told us what they want to do and that we have not done. <laughs> so that should be totally fine. It's not for. It's not that we don't want to, okay? It's not that we don't want to. It's mostly that it's just time. Guys, is... just encourage me to quit my job and I will record eight podcasts a day. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We just got to get Chris to quit. Um, and I'm then, so productive when I'm not at work because suddenly I'm like, I got all this time. I should be doing something with it. <laughs> when I'm at work the whole day, I'm just like, oh, man, I wish I was playing video games right now. And then I'm on vacation. I'm like, I got time for chores. Let's do this. Let's do some chores. Absolutely. We're about to uh, do a little kitchen remodeling. Um, there's a couple of corners of the kitchen. Um You've seen, you, you listeners that have been with us a long time have known that like I had to completely demolish my kitchen and rebuild it from the ground up, and now it looks great because we got to design it. It looks exactly the way yeah. we want to. Uh, but if you're if you're out there and you've seen pictures of it, you've noticed that you've never seen pictures of one wall, <laughs> and there's a very good reason for that is because that wall is ugly, and we did not know what to do with those walls. So uh, I'm pretty excited. We're gonna um, put in like a like a coffee bar and a like a booze bar kind of set up hell yeah and then um we have this like old uh, you know those ikea oplies like the the square shelves basically yeah. like the four by four square shelves we've had yeah. one of those and it's just a it's just a shit collector like it just collects shit right constantly so we're pulling that out and autumn got me that's what a, i call all my bookshelves the, the shit, shit collectors, collectors. <laughs> yeah um autumn got me a really nice like vinyl um table uh or like a table specifically built for vinyl records and stuff so oh cool uh, the other side of our kitchen will finally be able to be photographed. You put the record player in the uh, in the kitchen. Put the record player in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, as that might sound a little odd when you say it, but that's like when I envision that. Like that's I would want to put my record player in the kitchen. Where else am I listening to global? Not global. Where else am I listening to music that's just like echoing everywhere? You know. Think about like, like you're you're up in the morning. You're doing chores. You're making some tea, making some coffee, making some breakfast. You put on yeah. some jazz. What's up? Yeah. What's and, up? And it's, I actually I. My speaking of my grandmother, I she had a, a dope uh, CD player that somebody got her years ago. It's mine now, so <laughs> I would I put that in the kitchen and we'll just toss the CD. I don't have a ton of CDs, but I'll throw something in. It's usually like game soundtracks because you know me. I do, um, I but I'm just walking well. around the house, boogie into the Stardew Valley soundtrack, feeling good. <laughs> I see you very well, Chris Mosier. I see you very well. Uh, yeah, I, I think we spend a lot of time in the kitchen, obviously, like cooking and things and cooking and stuff. So yeah, like, yeah. No, so my point was, I think that's a good place to have your music. Also, the um, it has a the she bought me a new um, record player as well that just has Bluetooth. Cool. So oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can just like fucking Spotify that shit up if we need to. Like it's it's no big deal. So nice. I'm uh I'm looking forward to getting all of because I've had like I've collected records for a long long time, but I've never been able mm-hmm. to like really display them to the way that I've, I've kind of wanted to and like be able to easily access them in the way that I wanted to so I could actually listen yeah. to them so it's always been kind of a, a process I'm sure you feel I've the same way about your time. anime figures like you just oh god you spend a lot of time with it right yeah they're all in the fucking trash now um I just got so fed up a couple months ago everything's boxed up but not everything but like I'm over it <laughs> none of the girl um, none of the girlfriends none of the waifus no of course the waifus stay no the waifus are uh Jess, Jess probably has most of them at this point um 
my records are all in a box now, but for a long time I did actually try to, I had a little record player that I would use. I, I never had really good speakers for it though, so it was always just sort of like, I should just be listening to this on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the other problem. Like I'm hoping, because this thing came as like a unit with its own speakers and um, yeah, that's probably like some good shit. I'm hoping I'm hoping that it is. Uh, Autumn like had a company car a few years ago, and they they had a problem with it, and it was a it was a Subaru. I can't say Subaru normally. I'm just not Subaru? that guy. It's a Subaru. It's, it's a Subaru. You saying it like the cute anime way? Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. It's a Subaru. Uh, and there was some sort of problem with it, and like they had to keep it for a few days or something. And it was no big deal to us because Autumn was like, "Yeah, I'm not traveling. Like, just come pick me up in Baton Rouge or whatever." Um, but they sent her like a Bose surround sound unit as a as a, like an apology. Okay, and, hell yeah. And so we've just had this like incredible, like very nice sounding Bluetooth enabled optical input like speaker setup in our kitchen for a long time. So I'm like, I hope it's as good as that. Because <laughs> yeah, if not, we're I had a, um, a giant thing. It's called the Zeppelin. I don't remember what company made it, but my dad's friend worked for a company, whatever, gave me this thing, and it was incredible. It sounded so good as far as you know my standards were. And I used that thing for years and years and years. Turns out you could only use it with a fucking iPod. That's why. Oh, so because it only had the the connector, like the yeah. old school thirty yeah. pin connector That's on all it. All it had. There's no like aux cable. That nothing. is so, so just, funny. I just don't use it anymore. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I was in a hotel room recently that had one of those thirty pin things, and I'm like, "Where are you guys? Where did you guys yeah. come from? Huh? Why haven't you? Why have you not huh? changed this like alarm clock? Uh, who is man. doing this? Like, who was using that at the time? Like, putting their iPod. I told you about how I flushed my iPod Nano down the toilet, right? I mean, you've told me you you flush a lot of Apple devices down the oh, toilet. Oh, I sure do, dude. <laughs> I don't know that I specifically know the I'm Nano leave story. Them out, outside the bathroom from now. Yeah, when I was 15 or something, I had it hooked to my shirt, flushed the, you know peeing standing over the toilet and i lean forward to flush it and it it came off of my shirt i didn't have pockets in the pants i had whatever flushed down the toilet i like punched the bowl trying to get it back could not and let me tell you the flashbacks i had with one of my airpods fell in the toilet at oh, work yeah, at work and i'm like i should just get rid of this anyway for going into the work toilet um but i thought okay i'm just gonna have to pluck it out scrub my hands scrub this thing i'll soak it in fucking alcohol whatever just got these things a week ago and as I lean forward to pluck the AirPod out, the automatic flusher takes it away, which, you know, it cost me $80 to get it replaced. But I think that was probably for the best. Yeah, maybe you learned a lesson. Maybe that was the... I think I did learn a lesson. I don't fuck with that shit anymore. And the reason it fell in the first place was because it was when I had really long hair. And it was like caught on my hair and I tucked uh, my hair behind my ear, causing it to dislodge. I cut my hair after that. <laughs> I, I can totally understand that. I um... Oh, boy. Also, you don't need you don't need music in the bathroom anymore because you can just feed the cat. Like you can just constantly. Dude, that's feed. so true. There's that's no, so true, there's, dude. There's no audio <laughs> needed to feed that fucking cat. I promise you that. Yeah. Uh, that goddamn game, dude. I'm still locked in. I'm doing all the frescoes. I am. I'm. I'm never getting I, away from I've, that game. I've, I've I've done one fresco. I got rid of my PS5 because I'm just I just, just feed the cat. Just feed now. the cat now. <laughs> Uh, I I started the frescoes. I've done one and like three quarters of a second one. Um, I was doing the Tuesday puzzle right before this podcast, and it's just oh, I forgot. Yeah, dude, gotta get on that Tuesday puzzle. (laughs) I did the Tuesday puzzle last week in like twenty minutes, and I was just like, I was so hyped. You know, the the pocket friends are kind of um, I don't want to say competitive. Uh, cause uh-huh. it doesn't, cause all the pocket friends are so polite and nice. Like I don't think anybody, any sure, of them sure, could be sure. like truly competitive. With C- one competition another. can be friendly. Yeah. Um, but the pocket friends seem to be take like a, a large amount of, of, of stock in how fast you complete one. 
And oh, I should be posting my scores, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like, I didn't realize that there was achievements in there. Someone pointed out to to me that there was achievements that you could unlock. Oh. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to get bad. This game got chivos? This game got chivos, got trophies. Oh my God. I got a platinum to fucking defeat the cat. I got a platinum with the cat game. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Well, I'll have to do this week and see if I get a good time and post it. I got to look at what everybody else's times are first to see if mine's better. Yeah, I, I stopped posting. <laughs> I think one time I was like, oh, I did it in 22 minutes. And everybody was like, I'm at 11.22. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, okay, not going to well, be doing this. I'm going through a lot. So, <laughs> um, Before we get off, I want to point you to a video game that you may or may not have heard of. Tell me. Did you Have you seen the new Prince of Persia game that came out? Yeah. It's um, the Lost Crown. The Lost Crown, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good, right? It's it's very very good so far. Like I'm probably a couple hours into it, but it oh. reminds me. The reason that I think I'm gelling with it so much uh, is that it reminds me of like a double A PS2 game in one of the best uh, ways. Like that's my favorite genre of game. I dude, think double A PS2 games. It's like he's got two swords. He's got two swords. Uh, it's got a really deep combat system. Um, it's Ooh. got a real cartoony graphic style uh, that's not like. I'm kind of bored with like the ultra realistic stuff coming out of Sony Same, nowadays. Honestly, um, it's just a little. It's like okay, guy, I get it. Like you, you guys probably like ground some poor developer into hamburger meat doing this. Like that's, that looks good. Um, and Ubisoft probably did that for this game too. I'm not I'm, sure. not gonna say that they didn't, but um, but it looks it just looks really cartoony. And um, there's special parries that you can do that activate these animations that are hilarious. Like I was fighting what looked like a giant baby holding a pillar. Um, and his he did the, like a special move and I was like oh that's a special parry so I parried it and I just jumped up and I just kicked the giant baby in the face and it was one of the funniest like animations I've yeah. seen in a while and what are you playing this on Xbox? PS5 oh I'm, I, I would yeah, I'm gonna have to check this out I would assume it's on PS4 there was a demo at some point I don't know if there still is not uh, to uh, not to harp on it too much but those are very cool swords <laughs> those are very cool swords man Like there's is, just something about I mean I'm, I, I know I love all swords but I don't I am a little bit choosy about the swords that i like and sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't and these ones for they're pretty simple but they're working for me so i'm gonna check it out it's it's they're, they're good swords also i think that you're like you love all swords or you like all swords but you don't love all swords i think that's, that's the, uh, yeah that's fair to say yeah, that's fair yeah. to say i mean anytime you see a sword you're like hell yeah swords but yeah. i mean this, it's, it's a no, special kind of sword yeah. to be like yeah. I, need, I need it on my wall i'm gonna go take yeah. pictures of it in the back like i'm gonna that's like right. yeah that's <laughs> right that's right i love that somebody in the discord said they were like go they googled your name and they came yeah. up with that picture of me with yeah. the sword <laughs> apparently i'm the and i don't know how pervasive this is but if you type in jeremy greer like the second result down is jeremy greer podcast uh, which is strange <laughs> and weird. Um, Googling you now. This was. Uh, I see six photos right off the bat, and none of them are you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, the photos. Man are, charged are, with murder and fatal shooting. There's okay. a lot of there's a lot of Jeremy Greer's that have your, gotten murdered and have Twitter. murdered. Yeah, and then it there's shows up Twitter. my Twitter, which it, it scrapes all the pictures from there. So let's see, Chris Mojo. <coughs> Uh, oh yeah, there's this bodybuilder who like killed his wife or some shit. I don't know. There's a lot of Jeremy Greer. There's a lot of bad Jeremy Greers out there, guys. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't speak yeah. for us all. I promise you. Um, there's a lot uh, so far, you know, oh, it's cause I use local bones on everything. Yeah. That's, but that's good. Did I, I tell you that I'm my sister that. was in a, um, like an Emily Facebook group. Just for Emily's? Just for Emily's. Yeah. Like just, uh, just like uh, we're just a group of Emily's that like hang out and discuss Emily stuff. And I was like, this is the weirdest fucking thing you could have ever told me. Interesting. Interesting. Not even like first name, last name. It's just first name. Just first name. Yeah. Not like okay. I don't. Right. I'm not going to dox my sister on this thing, even right. though like you maybe fuck, don't. You'd probably be pretty easy to find out all of my information at this point. Um, on that note. <laughs> <laughs>
on that note, do you want to you get into it? Let's, let's, let's get into it. You want to file yeah. some stuff? I am so ready to file, dude.